Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with the Windermere Ask a Coach, and this is our uh, podcast where we talk about some of the toughest real estate questions that are out there, and uh, we come up with some solutions and strategies to help you move forward to have great work-life balance, and I'm so thrilled today because I have Nick Hansen and Doug Simcock with me. Hey, guys. Howdy, Michael. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. So uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to have a conversation today, but uh, the purpose of this podcast is we do see a shift in the market. And so we want to make sure that you're kind of understanding some of the strategies to help you kind of uh, weather uh, this shift in the market and deal specifically, we're going to talk today about sellers, then we're going to do a part two, and we're going to talk about buyers. Um, But first of all is, I would say this one is don't panic, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And so getting some real, some clarity around the narrative of what's really happening versus what the news might be saying. So you want to get in front of what we call get in front of the gossip. Uh, switch up your sales strategy, right? So we're going to talk about a few things uh, that Nick and Doug have talked about that they're seeing specifically happen. Some with our coaching clients, Doug actually runs a real estate office in Walla Walla, Washington, and he's going to talk about some things he's seeing with his agents and his marketplace. And I'll talk about some of the things with uh, our clients as well. So first off, let's just talk about this to get started. Let's talk about uh, get in front of the panic. So um, what do we, we, the news is, what's the news? What are we hearing the news say about what's happening with this market right now? What have you guys been hearing or what have your agents been saying that their, 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 their sellers have been saying? Well, one, one of the, one of the stories that uh, it was a headline, I think it was an article that actually was wall street journal. And it was, it was um, uh, prices are falling in 12 major markets in the, in the United States. And so you know, that's, that's the messaging. Now, when you dug into the article, what they really meant, and this would apply to sellers, what they were really covering was, was how many price reductions are taking place right now compared to how many price reductions are taking place a year ago. And so because they were seeing more price reductions, um, they were saying, kind of giving this feeling that, that prices are falling. Now, if you actually track it, 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 it really, you know, prices are still increasing. It's just the rate of increasing has stopped. Uh, or slowed, the rate of increase has slowed, but, but you know, uh, they were simply, uh, you know, drawing the conclusion that because a seller has to reduce a price, that prices are falling, and, and that's not what's happening at all, that prices are still going up, just at a slower rate of growth. Right. Well, and I would say I've got some headlines here in front of me, and what is interesting is you see the negative words that they use. So this was, The Motley Fool says, Three, chart, three charts that show why a housing market may be falling. So they're saying falling, right? Uh, there's Yahoo News that says in a housing bubble, uh, is a housing bubble brewing, uh, local real estate uh, execs weigh in. Uh, the insider said, will the housing market crash? Here are the bull and the bear cases. 
uh, investing strategies calls weak housing market an ominous sign of a recession, right? I mean, these are headlines. <laughs> yeah, there's, no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I think one of our jobs uh, uh, in this profession is this is an awesome time to be the trusted advisor. So be prepared that your clients will reach out or when you run into them and they're going to ask you. And so, you know, be prepared to give the facts of actually what's going on in your market. And I think that's what people want to hear and need to hear. And I would, I would suggest too, one other thing is make sure you have your crystal ball. What, it, you know, what's, what do you believe is going to happen between now and the end of the year? What does your office or what does your company believe that's going to happen between now and the end of the year? Because a lot of that can, can come back and be a calming effect back to your people instead of a panic. Right. And I, you make, make a great point, Nick, is that, you know, a lot of the stuff that comes from the headlines is macro, you know, get micro in your data and really boil it down to your specific area because real estate is different everywhere. And it changes like we know day to day, week to week, month to month. And so understand that. And that's a great narrative views. And don't be the spreader of the negative narrative. Right. And I think that's another thing I would say is that, you know, don't dive into this is crazy or, or you know, uh, prices are falling. I mean, be very aware of the words you choose to use and how you choose to communicate with your clients as well, because you could be creating some of that frenzy on top of the, of the media as well. Um, all right, so let's talk about this. So a couple things coming up. So now we have a market. So let's talk about some of the things we're seeing. Doug, you mentioned them. What are you seeing right now, this indicators, right, that we still have an appreciating seller's market, but it's a slowing appreciation. Talk to me about some of the indicators you talked about earlier. Yeah, so Right now, you know, I think it'd be great as a, as a trusted advisor for everybody in their market. Um, and th this helps you, you know, if you hear those stories, kind of we were just given the headlines, it helps you kind of um, get grounded in what's really happening. And that's to go to your stats. So, so a couple of key things to look at is what's happening with your average days on market in your marketplace uh, right now. Like look at closings the last 30 days. What were the average days on market? And then look at it on a month-to-month -month basis and also a year-over-year. -year. I like doing both of those. You can see the trend line, what happened last month, the previous month, and, and kind of where, where are we? You know, so days on market is a great one. How about number of closed transactions? Um, what we're seeing is days on market in many areas. It's true here. Days on market are creeping up just a little bit uh, over what we've seen. This is that transition. We've seen number of sales declining just a little bit when you look at last compared to last year's pace. We're seeing the number of price reductions increasing. Um, and how does that compare to the number of homes that had price reductions last month? What was it, what were you experiencing a year ago? Um, how about this? An increased number of unsold listings. So we're seeing inventory uh, creep up. Now, now and say that I say creep up, it, it, we're still a seller's market. We're still strong buyer demand, uh, but we're seeing uh, listings start to creep up, right? There's more con competition for a seller when they bring their home to market. And so those are just a couple places to start that not just not only give you confidence, but now helps you create uh, a story with some, you know, micro data, like, you know, for your area that you can show your seller to tell the story. Right. And I, and I think uh, the one point that you brought up is when we start seeing uh, competition or inventory go up a little bit, and we also see days on market start to go up, it comes back to a topic that Nick, you were talking about is how are we educating 
uh, our seller, right? And setting clear expectations up front that guess what? You know, we are in a, we're in a bit of a, of a market that's shifting in terms of less appreciation, but it's still a seller's market. So what are the conversations we're having up front to make sure that they understand, hey, there may be some things we have to do differently as time moves forward. Yeah, I mean, before I dive into that, I want to follow up on Doug's thing. So when we, when we, when you hear the word, we're seeing an increase in price reductions. Does that mean that homes are are are, are going down in value? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, think about some of the sellers that are selling today. Think they want to top out at the top of the market, and they're asking for that lottery price. So when we see price price reductions, that doesn't mean that home values are going down necessarily. So be careful with that. But I have a few things that I've, I've, I've the last few weeks that have hit me with my you know clientele all around the country, and and I think we really need to dial in a, a few things in our listing consultation. In many markets, um, you know, six months ago, five months ago, four months ago, we could sit down and confidently confidently say we're going to get about three to five offers and then we're going to basically you know offers are going to be in a very competitive we have three or three or five offers today in a lot of the markets our expectations should be listen we're going to price at fair market value and we're looking for one offer right if we get one offer guess what we're in good shape so be careful setting an expectation that may not happen i mean so most of the country is trending towards, I'm going to list, we're going to list at fair market value and we're going to hope for that one offer and get, get under contract. Another trend I'm seeing is often we get a call that says, um, you know, hey, Doug, we want to list our house. Um, and, uh, and then we start the process and they want to know the value of their house today. And yet the house is not going on the market until... 30 or 45 days later. One of the things we've got to be careful with is we can, we can price the house today. That's what they want. All right. So we're going to give it to them. But after we go through pricing of the house today, we got to say, listen, we're going to do this again in 30 days, or we're going to do this again in 45 days. And they may go, well, why would we do that? Well, guess what? Markets change. And in fact, when we meet in 45 days from now, I might ask you to erase everything we talked about. On the pricing of your home because the market has changed that much mm -hmm. so think about make sure if you go out and solve for price today and it's not going on for 30 or 45 days you got to get the seller to understand you're going to meet again yes right third is for some of you more experienced realtors this is going to be a reminder for the newer agents like in the last two or three years you're going to go what are you talking about but I think another thing is as days on the market starts going up, we bring in uh, something that's called seller communication on a weekly basis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> I list the house and it's not under contract in seven days. So bring in uh, your seller communication, which I recommend that you pick out a, a, like a half a day. I, For me personally, I like to say, hey, on Thursdays before noon, you're going to hear from me. We're going to get a text, email, telephone call. I'll fill you in with what's going on. So my third thing, if you haven't already, start discussing seller communication and what your commitment back to the seller is going to be over the next several weeks. Yeah, and I love it. In fact, I see a lot of agents now inside their listing books and their seller book or buyer books, they have a page called My Communication Schedule. 
which is just something now that just triggers my mind to go over it when we're having our consultation. Say, by the way, we need to set up a, a consistent communication schedule. Um, well, one, one of the things I like, Michael, um, is to, to, to what Nick's talking about. So you list a home and, um, you know, you, when you list a home, you do a com comparative market analysis. I think it's important then to start tracking what I like to call a competitive market analysis. Like, because once a home goes on the market, if you get, let's say it's 14 days when you list the home is the average days on market for that home, but you get to 14 days and it hasn't sold, you need to help your client know why. So maybe it, if it's 21 days, what happens if it's not sold in 21 days? That's when I think it's great to sit down with the seller and do what I call a competitive market analysis, because if you haven't sold, you're not competing strongly given the current dynamics. And so what I love to do, you know, what, what does that look like? So yeah, you're checking in with the seller, you're having communication and we've forgotten how to do this too. We haven't needed to do it because it's been moving so fast. But uh, when you sit down with that seller to see how they're competing, there's a couple things. Since we listed, what's happened? So since we listed three weeks ago, how many homes uh, in your price range have gone under contract? How many more were listed, came to market? How many went pending? Right. And try to get a feel. And I like doing that by price versus what's comparable because uh, maybe the homes that are selling, it shows that they have an additional bedroom. Maybe the homes that are selling show that we're missing the market because it's new construction versus resale. So, so by price, are we competing? When they look at my home at this price, are we competing strongly? And, and if we're still on the market, it means we're not competing uh, strong enough and we need to address something. Yeah, I had an agent one time say to me, you know, uh, the market's clearly speaking to us. And the problem is we're on the market. We're not in the market. Right. I mean, there's a there's a there's a big difference. Yeah. Right. We're 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 on the market, but we're not in the market. And I've got some data to help you. And I think two key things come from that. I just want to add is that I want everybody to realize uh, as we're having these conversations, we're not saying I and making us be the person that's telling them what's happening. We have to make sure that we're letting them know the market is telling us the story. The market is telling us the story. And, you know, I was reading a great article the other day that just said, here's reasons why your home won't sell. And, and they're really simple. One is price. Pretty clear, right? And so as we go through this dynamic of the market kind of shifting a little bit, price becomes a really, really key point that we have to look at. The other one is the condition of the house, right? If, if, we, if, if the buyers are getting, if inventory is creeping up a little bit, it means the buyers have more opportunity and, and there's more selection. Therefore, is your condition at the top of its game? The other one is how motivated are the sellers? You know, are these people that are, like you said, uh, you, Nick, are they looking for that lottery home sale and just, hey, let's see if we can get it, roll the dice? Or are they truly motivated to a reason why they need to move? And the other one is, is what is your marketing plan? You know, Doug, you talked about this. You know, it was, hey, let's just put a sign in the yard. We're going to get multiple offers. It's going to sell. Well, guess what? Now we got to have a, a, a listing launch. What's your marketing plan look like? And then to the next point, how well are you communicating expectations at the beginning and then through the process? And if we need to, crucial conversations when we get to those days on market and the home hasn't sold. You, you know, Michael, I want to, if it's okay, I, I want to yeah. add one other thing. So we've talked uh, a little bit about the listing consultation and all that. And I just want to add one other thing for solving for price. Solving for price on, on, on a listing in a really quickly changing market one additional thing that you must be aware of is, let's say I get the call today or I got the call and we're gonna go on the market 30 days. One of the things that we need to do is, if I see something 
that pops up live before mine goes live, I need to take an extra amount of time and reach out to that realtor to see what's going on with that property before I bring mine on live. I have to make that attempt. Hey, how many showings have you had? Have you had any offers? Do you have multiple offers? Where do you think the price is going to end up? Because in a really, really changing, fast changing market, sometimes our statistics today are, are not 100% accurate. It's better right. to find out real live stuff that, that hasn't become a statistic yet. Yep, I, I agree with that. And that's and that goes back to uh, not just communicating with your client, but also communication amongst brokers and helping each other out, right? Have, yes. and, and being able to say, hey, well, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Well, uh, and Michael, I wanted to real quick, you mentioned it in, in its worth kind of goes along with Nick and, and that's a part of it's the market versus what you think. Um, it, you know, if you're focused on what the market is telling us and that's your language, um, people are more likely to stay with you through the changing market than if I just say, here's what I think, because now they're going to go find an agent or you know, that, that thinks differently. Right. right. But if you, if it's the market and I, I remember the, the only thing I have to add on that, my mom said it all the time. She was a top listing broker and she, she would say, you know, I'm really concerned. The market isn't accepting your price. So the yes. market isn't accepting your price. She never said, I think you're overpriced, right? I think we need a price reduction. It was the market is not accepting your price. And he, here's what the market is indicating we need to do. And so I love that ties into uh, what you said earlier. Right. And I think one of the, uh, another word that uh, comes to mind too, as I just was talking about this the other day, is instead of using the word, unfortunately, unfortunately, the market has shifted. We say, as it turns out. As it turns right. out, looking at the market data today, things have changed slightly, right? And so again, it goes back to the beginning of what we talked about is the words we choose to use that turn into a negative or a positive narrative. So as it turns out, things have shifted a little bit. We need to regroup and talk. Going back to what Nick said, let's have clear communication. Um, and, and I want to say this. So for, for the people listening that are with Windermere Real Estate, a couple things to think about. So we've talked about a lot of things. So let's talk a little bit about tools that are available to you. Matthew Gardner an economist, the Matthew Gardner reports, the Mondays with Matthew, reach out, you know, you can even email him and he's happy to, to respond to you. Uh, let's talk about um, the tools on the Windermere Hub, things like the Windermere Ready program. That's a phenomenal tool to help you have more value in this, in this time with your, with, your, uh, with your clients, the sellers that are gonna get their home in the best condition that it can be in. Uh, let's talk about uh, in our areas where we have trend graphics to show what's happening, what's trending. Uh, Moxie Engage Present, are you using a CMA tool, right? Are you tapping into Ninja? Are you using uh, the education that we have to help you better understand how to use our tools and to articulate that value to your clients? Uh, and then last but not least, you guys, coaching. Oh my gosh. I mean, the stuff we're talking about right now, these are the things that we're doing on a daily and weekly basis with our coaching clients. They're bringing situations to us and we're brainstorming and saying, hey, here's how you can show up and provide a higher level of service, a higher level of value to your client so that you can be at the top of the game in this industry, no matter what market we're in, right? Anything you guys want to add to that? I would add a HomeBot and Keeping Current Matters. You might've yes. said Keeping Current Matters already, but I think HomeBot, those are great, again, great tools uh, that give a lot of great information to, to sellers, um, homeowners in general, but yeah, I, I, you know what I think about in the, and specifically in the Windermere network is um, you, you got a lot of players, a lot of players that do a lot of listings and uh, talk to, talk to one of your, uh, you know, members, someone that's in your office more than likely is an amazing resource 
to check in with. I mean, that's that's part of why you're with the W is is uh, the culture and the sharing and uh, play yes. nice in the sandbox. And guess what? You can go a long way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you guys, I want to thank you for doing this today. Um, I think this is some good content. And like I said, if anybody has questions about what we talked about today, you can reach out to any one of us. I will put our contact information in the show notes. Uh, my email address is fanning at windermere.com. Doug, yours is? D. Simcock at windermere.com. And Nick? Hanson, H-A-N-S-E-N-R-E, coaching at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And then all of you, if you're interested in coaching with us, you can just go to simply windermerecoaching.com. Uh, we've got a great executive uh, admin there, Sarah, and she will be able to help you to kind of point you in the right direction to see who might work for you. And we always like to end these like we always do by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, everybody. We just wanted to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.